Welcome to the Athletes and Assets Podcast. Your favorite athletes are doing some pretty interesting things off the court, the field, the arena, especially in business. And on this podcast, I have them break down what they're doing in the business world, what moves they're making, and why you should be listening. Charlie, let's get the small talk, all right? I actually really think, I actually think the theme of this episode is foresight. How do we get athletes more foresight at a younger age? Look, I'm a professional athlete. I have, I'm just devoted to uh, my sport. Um, and because to be the greatest, you have to put all your eggs in one basket and not worry about anything that's going on around you in business. Don't worry about a backup plan. I'm just gonna put all my eggs in one basket. Do you wanna start, start us off and maybe explain why this is false? Yeah, I mean, I guess, the number one thing is uh, that comes to my mind is I feel like that statistic that they always throw at you is like 78, 80% of athletes go broke after three years after uh, their professional career. So uh, I think the first thing is setting yourself up to be able to avoid that after you're done playing. I mean, playing playing days, you and I both know playing days uh, come to an end earlier than we hope. And by being able to be- develop your business acumen transferable skills outside of your sport, uh, whether it be business, networking, sales, et cetera, is super important to be able to make sure you can continue to generate income and being able to support yourself and your family after you're done with playing. Here's like the go-to example for me. Well, Kobe Bryant worked out three, four times a day in the off season. Um, Kobe was, what about the mama mentality? Always in the gym, always getting shots up always lifting weights, like he's always doing something around basketball. Oh, but wait, Kobe was also an early investor in Body Armor, had a 10% equity stake, also created Bryant's and Steibel VC firm in 2013, investing, they've invested in the Players' Tribune, they were investors in Epic Games, who created Fortnite. Um, so Kobe, the mama mentality, devote everything you have to your craft, this gentleman was still, and rest in peace, still investing and doing business deals on the side of his career. My question to other athletes is what's their excuse? Let's dive into this. So you mentioned the benefits of, of developing business acumen as an athlete. Um, you know, what, what challenges do you see, I guess, in, in athletes and, and why they can't get to, can't have foresight? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes to, down to something we talked about last week is, you know, is being too cool. I think uh, a lot of athletes think they're, they're the shit and they're gonna be uh, the next big thing or like the best player in the world. And I think that's a, a delusion for a lot of people. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely fun to kind of like ride the high and ride the success, but uh, it, it's important, I think, to kind of take a reality check and come back back to earth and realize, you know what, you know, I'm probably not going to be the greatest of all time. You can still work towards that. Um, but you're going to still have to, you know, work on developing skills that are going to help you outside of the, the sports world. Uh, let's do some math. Let's do some math really quick. Those 24 hours in a day. Let's say you get eight hours of sleep every night. 24 minus eight. Um, that would be 16 hours. So now we have 16 hours during the day. But what if you're like Kobe and work out three times a day in the off season? Um, let's just stick with three. In each, in each workout, maybe hour and a half, two hours, you know, from very start to finish, from stretching or shooting to showering. And like, I'm talking about from start to end. Um, 
that's around six hours, six-ish six -ish hours. So now we're at like 10 hours in the day. All right, so like maybe out of those 10 hours, some of it is devoted to mealtime, commuting, etc. And let's say, you know, you're not having a sit-down meal, you're having quick meals or, or whatever. Uh, maybe takes two hours more off your day. So right, like we're at, we're at eight, seven-ish hours to be conservative. Seven hours of free time for a professional athlete. Um, what are you doing in those seven hours? Like there is, I like to say, there is plenty of hours in the day to have that foresight and develop something um, outside of your, per, your the sport you play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about like not being complacent and, you know, like you not convincing yourself like, oh, I'm working out eight hours a day. I'm doing all this. Like I'm good for the day. Like I don't have to work on anything else. But like you got to you just got to keep your mind on the bigger picture of like there's other stuff out for out there for you than sports. I mean, I'm not a professional athlete by any means, but like I have a nine to five career, um, but I love looking for I have like six to eight hours a day uh, after I'm done with work that uh, I love to look for other things to do to, to, to diversify my income, just work on passion projects for this, this podcast, for example, has been a great use of my time and just developing other skills outside of what I do from as my main source of income or my main uh, priority, I guess. So I think it's similar to, to athletes. Athletes, at the end of the day, they're just working a job. It just happens to be a lot more fun than a, a lot of our jobs. They get to play the sport they love. But uh, at the end of the day, they still got to find other things to do because you can't just put all your eggs in one basket for the most part. And then maybe there's that 0.01% that can and it'll work out. But like you said, Kobe, LeBron, MJ, all those guys, like MJ has a billion plus multi-billion dollar brand in Jordan. Like they've done so many other things outside of their sport that maybe we don't think about that when, when it comes to, when we think about them, it doesn't come to the top of our mind, but like, man, pretty much every athlete, if you dive into it, they're, they're killing it uh, on the business end. If, if, if you look at the really successful ones. One simple tool that could help athletes develop foresight is go on Twitter and follow various accounts that teach you how to write marketing yeah. tips, successful entrepreneurs that have nothing to do with sports. You know, a lot of people these days think Twitter is the new NBA. And in a lot of ways, I kind of agree with them. Um, I've learned so much through Twitter. Um, you say NBA, NBA, right? MBA with an okay, M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the less cool, the the, the non-athletic MBA. Yeah, there you uh, go. But all, arguably just as important. It's just a simple, simple, simple tip. Browse having different Twitter accounts to follow. Um, you'll see some incredible tips and tricks. Uh, free talk about free valuable information on the internet. I mean, that's a great place to start. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. That's that's a crazy thing that people. I feel like a lot of people don't realize. Like, there's so much free information out there on the internet that you can access. I mean, for example, like Harvard <clears throat> publishes their entire like introduction to computer science courses, the entire course start to finish um, online for free. Like anyone can go and watch that. You might not end up with the piece of paper at the end of the day like with, with Harvard degree, but you can learn exactly what those people are learning. And it goes for any topic. Like you go on YouTube, you can find a 10 hour in-depth series on pretty much any skill you want to learn. Um, yeah. I mean, you might not be able to go back to school as an athlete, but like, Got a couple extra hours in a day. Watch some YouTube videos. Go on Twitter, just like you said. It's a powerful, powerful world we live in. I got another one, and and you'd be surprised how many athletes don't use this. 
two words for you. Google Calendar. <laughs> Google Calendar. Have a calendar. Schedule when your workouts are going to be or like visually see them. And then also pencil in times to just do a 20 to 30 minute deep dive on something that has nothing to do with your sport. You can do that at any point in the day. Um, there's no deadlines. There's no grades. Uh, there's no pressure. But having a Google Calendar helped me become incredibly more organized because my life is, I can see my life on paper visually, visually and it helped me. You got to be your own boss. You got to be your own entrepreneur, um, even if you work for somebody else. And so managing your schedule, um, knowing what works for you and what doesn't, Google Calendar to me is a great start. Yeah, I think time blocking is a pretty powerful tool. I mean, there's like you can make checklists and those help at least like to-do lists. But if you're not blocking off time within your day, I find it is a lot harder for me to get stuff done. So if I if I do a to-do list, I'll, I'll maybe get to a couple of them. But if I set out, like you said, like 15, 20 minutes for each task throughout my day, my increase in productivity is probably ex is exponential. So I could probably get everything that I want rather than just a couple of things. So I, I think that's something that anyone, especially professional athletes, could do to really increase improve their productivity and they can just get to so much more you know it's another easy way in my opinion to increase foresight you know a lot of times if you go on an athlete's browser on youtube it's like ball is life for uh golf videos or um tennis highlights but go to youtube or netflix watch the social network watch the spotify documentary um this teaches you so much about entrepreneurship and developing foresight that is it's and it's easily digestible it's entertaining um i wonder how i wonder how many professional athletes can say they've watched the social network which is like i at this point i believe is a mainstream movie that yeah, yeah. i know everyone's watched on netflix right like yeah yeah i mean that's that's a good point i think I just kind of shifting gears a little bit, but like, there's a lot of things that I would love to try to like do, start a brand, start a company, whatever. But I just like don't have personally the the capital to do it. What I don't understand is like, if you're an athlete and you're making like a good amount of money, even if it's like 200k plus, uh, which a lot of like professional athletes are, especially in the U.S. I mean, why not give it a shot? Like, you can set aside a little bit of money. Uh, maybe that's maybe that has to do with foresight as well. Start a little fund for yourself um, where you're putting. 5k in a month um you know and then in two years you can have a fund for yourself to to start up a, a company a brand whatever it is apparel line but i mean i think that's a pretty easy thing to do since at least in the short term you know you have a lot of cash flow coming in um and you have a little bit of more of an ability to take a risk than a lot of other people um, just because of the financial situation you're dealt you know what the crazy thing is i think a lot of athletes think oh well you know i never really studied business um, I'm making this money as an athlete, but like, I don't want to start a fund and look silly because I don't really understand um, this entrepreneurial endeavor I'm really getting myself into. And my answer to that is like, you're a professional athlete. You know how many incredibly smart people, people who are smarter than you, want to work with you, will give you the benefit of the doubt, so true. teach you things along the way. You've already entered, you already like opened the door that you don't even realize you've opened. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of athletes are scared or timid to like not go down that path or not really take that chance to start. And it's like, dude, you set yourself up. You just got to stick with it and you'll find someone in that industry or vertical that will teach you how to fish.
Yeah, I mean, you know, you know how many like millionaires or even billionaires that are going to like Warriors games or as a, just as an example or any any sporting events that would like if someone say if like a professional athlete like a guy on the Warriors even if it's like a bench player like cold messages them on LinkedIn, you know how hyped they would be to get that message and be like, I would oh love goodness. to tell this guy everything I know, and that kind of goes along with like we were saying just with like the mentorship. Um, I think yeah, like you you nailed it on the head. I think it's like you are so much farther ahead than you think you are that you can you can kind of get guidance or help from pretty much anyone that you want like you said a bench warmer in the nba i bet you if you dm mark cuban he will answer absolutely hey mark look i know i don't play for the mavericks but you know i've been really interested in angel investing i'm not sure what the best categories are to look at would love to grab 10 minutes of your time when i'm in dallas in a couple months when we play you guys and pick your brain yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's hard. I don't know. Maybe it's harder than than we're making it sound. But to me, it just it it's not that hard. <laughs> it's, I I think it's it would be easy for an athlete to do that. I could be wrong, but that's just a little foresight that I think athletes don't need an agent or a wealth manager to have. I think athletes should just understand that there's more out there. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's also a great point. Like taking ownership. Like you have a business manager, maybe, or uh, an agent, or whatever it may be. But like, you can still do stuff on your own. You don't have to rely on them to provide you every business opportunity um, that would might come your way. Like, yeah, you're just like again at the end of the day, you're just a, another person, another professional with a job. Um, you can always cold reach out to anyone, and the name of the game is getting rejected. So like, what's the worst that happened? You got to know, not that big a deal Just swallow your, swallow your ego. I think that's again, the big thing. Like, don't be too cool. I think a lot of athletes, because everything is on social media and everything goes viral with a lot of professional athletes, most business is really, is really dealt confidentially. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if an athlete airballs a shot or a tennis player, like gets beat six love, that's going to be all over the internet. If you invest in something and it and it doesn't work out, as long as you kept it private from the beginning, that failure it, it's not like you're going to be put on blast for it. I mean, that's I, I see it's a, it's a different arena, um, and I think athletes should just need to understand they can compartmentalize their failures in the sport are different than a failure in business. Um, they're both learning lessons, but on the business side, it's less publicized in my for the most part, and you'll get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but I, I yeah I agree with that for for uh, in, in some way. But at the same time, like you should be willing to kind of publicize your failures. I think just because uh, I, I know, like I think it was Charles Barkley. I think it was Shaq or Chuck on TNT was saying like, why why do some teams succeed in the NBA and why do some not? And one of the big reasons was they were like they have guys that are willing to get dunked on. Like they have guys that are willing to put their body on the line and their reputation on the line and you know maybe they'll get embarrassed some will boom on them or whatever it is but like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day they're there to win a championship they're there to succeed and they don't really care what happens but i think it's the same with business i mean if you're willing to you know make a risky investment that will fail i think i mean that just is something that you're going to learn from and it's not going to happen in the next time so yeah i mean there's two sides to the coin i think but well no i mean i'm i'm saying like it's it's a good thing to learn from but other people don't need to know that you've yeah, got okay. a bunch of That's failures fair. in business. That's <laughs> <point>. <laughs> like, there's no need to show off that like I've made a bunch of angel investments and they've all gone to zero. <laughs> like, like you should learn from it internally. Mm -hmm. Your team should learn from it. Um, 
But I don't think Kobe was telling his fans, hey guys, like uh, I invested not only in body armor, body armor, but this other sports drink called Zero because I went to Zero. Uh, and so like I'm mortal. Like I don't, I, you know, I don't think like that's kind of the, the framework there. Yeah, that is true. But then, then there's like guys like Mark Cuban who will publicly go on and say like, yeah, this was a horrible investment. Like on Shark Tank, uh, the the guy was just like playing in the Bahamas the whole time, use all the money in like a month, like all this, like, I don't know. There's, there's, I think yeah. there's a, a couple, it depends on what scale you're investing, but yeah. Uh, if you're starting out, you know, I don't think you have to worry about that kind of thing uh, ruining your reputation or, you know, getting yourself put on blast. I think you're right. Just a, a hypothetical. If you're a professional athlete, you're NBA, you just, you just got signed to uh you know, a big contract you got uh, your signing bonus, whatever it is. Like, let's just say like 500K is, is your sign bonus. What, what's your first move? Oh, man, that's a good question. This is, this is where um, my word shouldn't be taken literally because <laughs> uh, as we see on the podcast, there have been financial advisors that come on here and scold me for how I would use right, right. And, and place my money. However, um, you know, the main thing needs to be the main thing. Um, do I have proper housing? Is it affordable? Um, do I have a savings account? Do I have retirement? Um, do I have a fund set up for to have that foresight and create a different endeavor? Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet athletes would be surprised after distributing that money to all the boring stuff, how much there's still left over to lifestyle and recreationally spend. I think it's just all a balance. And finding that balance and making sure that you're prioritizing the right thing. But, you know, being an athlete is fun, a lot of perks, and, you know, still set aside a little bit of that to enjoy some of those perks. But at the end of the day, it's all about prioritization. It's all about prioritization. It's all about foresight. Uh, Charlie, thank you for another great episode. Um, And I think this one's a wrap. All right. Sweet. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe on Spotify or give us a like or a follow on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You know where to find us at Athletes and Assets.